0: The real racists don't believe you can do it. So we're going to make it harder for you to do it so you can prove them wrong.
1: (laughs) But I believe that conservatives and liberals figured out the insidious ways of being able to replicate liberalism in a way that always leads to anti-blackness.
2: Supremacy. They always walk in supremacy. They will always walk in whiteness. What about me? Well, why can't it be this? Well, why can't it do this? Your reason doesn't, you don't, the struggles don't match.
3: The races should have their way and we shouldn't have this policy in place because giving you opportunities would undermine the belief in your capabilities that we already don't fucking believe in.
4: Do you want to be black or do you want to be American?
3: Brings us to why I've convened us here today, right? Um, uh, affirmative mm. action. Um, my my fellow learned Negroes. Um, <laughs> I listen. It is maddening, but it is not right. surprising at all for a number of reasons. Like it's, it's just not. Like the reality is, we have a kangaroo court that is literally going to roll back every opportunity they get that comes in front of them to roll back a right a previously recognized for, is gone. Let's understand that. I've been said that from time, and that's not like. That's not me just thinking that because they're Republicans or the Republican majority, they have said as much they have actually started peeling back the actual Mitch the depressive. Yeah, that's what's he happening, baby. So that's not
1: 40 years ago. Listen. Yeah, yeah
3: right. so that's not surprising for that reason. And then as far as affirmative action in specific, they've always had it out for yeah. affirmative action. affirmative action has been introduced two other times in American history, and they've gotten rid of it each time. And then as far for different reasons, they did they introduced it in um, during the reconstruction, you know, and then um, the most recent and in the last, in the cases from like 2003, I think it's a, cr- a case called Grutter versus Bollinger, um, where they, they upheld affirmative action, but the majority opinion called, uh, introduced what they call a sunset provision. They were like, basically, yes, we will we find now that diversity is a compelling enough interest to survive strict scrutiny. Right. So let's, let me walk this back anywhere in, this, in, in the Supreme Court, anytime an opinion, um, a law that's being challenged can be found that it made a classification based on race. It is subject to what they call strict scrutiny, meaning it has to have the highest, most compelling reason outside of race for why to have this, right? So in the case of affirmative, but and I think this is important, right? The 14th Amendment literally is there to help Black people, but just like how hi- hate crimes are always sold to us as though they're going to be for our benefit and then they're used against us, same way with strict scrutiny being applied to affirmative action to help the white people for the equal protection that's supposed to be there for us. But put that aside. In Greta versus Bollinger in uh, the early in I think two thousand and three or two thousand and four, the court said diversity is a compelling enough interest because everybody benefits. They were like, "Oh, it's not just black people, but white people and Asian people, and everybody else benefits from being able to be in proximity with different cultures, different you know races, and ethnicities, and so that's why they should have it. But they said they wanted a sunset provision where they they conceived that in twenty five years. In 25 no years, no more <laughs> racism in 25 years. We will have done away with all all that bad. It'll, it'll have, it'll sorted it itself out. And your girl RBG wrote a concurrence. You know, um, she wrote a she wrote a concurrence in going into, you know, major detail, uh, uh, you know, using international and comparative law to explain why she thinks that, you know, the sunset provision or she didn't she didn't sign on to the specific 25 years of the sunset provision. But what she said is she thinks it should have some definite end date in the future. So I want to be clear. America ain't never been fucked date. 2003, they was they had a 25. They're about in keeping with what they wanted to do even before. We had this Republican-led Mickey Mouse operation. The good, the good
5: justices, the good ones, had it out for this too. So to the fuck point. all that. The Let me tell you something. We talked. <laughs> conscious just touched on it just a second ago. Forty years. Affirmative, this this affirmative action ruling was around for forty-five years. Forty-five years. That means that Black people have been denied education for longer than we have had access to it in this country. Period. Point blank. Period. So when you're talking about the, the, the idea, the overall idea of this entire thing is that if we remove race-based admissions, then everybody is at an equal playing field, quote unquote. Everybody is all merit. But what cannot be overstated is that my race is how I am perceived in the world. It affects every part of my life because I move through the world as a Black woman. This will not change how I am perceived even to admissions committees, which remain mostly white at almost every university. When you read someone's name, White people will code that as 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 your race. When you read someone's personal statement about where they come from, their address, if they come from an HBCU, people will black people especially will continue to be coded via their applications to these universities. They will continue to be denied based upon that those simple things. So this won't change of, anything. Of course.
3: I mean, yeah, because let's be clear, they're not they're you know, what they're they're not getting rid of race being a consideration value of view person. They're not coming they're not coming up with a policy that says never consider someone's race against them to create a colorblind admission, yep. which is bullshit. But that's not what they're saying. What they are saying is that we have previously allowed for a positive, for us to consider positive. it a positive a diversity, a compelling interest. The court has recognized that this is a positive to have black people, or to have other other um, uh, people of color or minorities, perceived minorities, you know, um, um, be admitted. What we're saying is now none of that positive shit. They're not saying, oh, you don't get to know that they're black or blah blah blah. No, no, no. What they're saying is, hey. We don't like that shit. And if, if we had it our way, here's, here's the thing. And, 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 I, and I don't want to engage these people's straw man bullshit that they come up with all the, all the just blatant racism and coonery that you see happening around this. The reality is this, America's a racist, and, a racist country period, point blank, that's the end of the T. That's been the history, that's the re- that's the present day. So the country recognized, hey, because this racist country that enslaved you, that subjected you to Jim Crow, that subjects you to a prison industrial complex that is racist towards you in every facet will work overtime to ensure you never have these opportunities, we would never admit you because we would deny because of your race. We use that to keep you out. Mm-hmm. That is why we are saying, okay, we are, we are recognizing that, and we are trying theoretically, theoretically, and mm-hmm. I do heavy on theoretically level the playing field because that's not reality. Because the reality is affirmative action has benefited more white women than anybody fucking else. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is just quite frankly what it is. So it's not about and 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 the way like white people and racists and coons alike will pretend that what it means is is that black people who are not qualified or not capable who don't believe who are who don't deserve to be there. again. no. What it means is you believe that innately mm-hmm. about all black people. We know you believe that. And And so what we are saying is we are now putting a policy in place to rebut your presumptions. But the reality is there are very few of us. There are very, very few of us in any institution. Very few of us. And we have to be the fucking best to be there. And I will say this. I'm a person. I recognize racism for what it is. Racism is about dehumanizing us. Racism is about not recognizing the facts. So I don't feel compelled to like, oh, you, I didn't get into school in affirmative action. We've all been to school, you know, and experienced that. I just read Eli Mistle's, um, op-ed about it. You know, we all experience them perceiving our presence as that. But that's what race is going to do anyway. That, that's what races on, That's the whole point.
1: I think the beef is, though, is when you're able to have individuals to mobilize the authoritative perspective like Clarence Thomas and be yeah. able to take their personal resentment in the way they've been able to individually internalize Black inferiority and be able to be the speaking feast or literally the Black person in the room. And you that's can a tell comment. that's the type of Black person he pretty much been his entire life. For me, <laughs> when we talk about representation, I find that's to be what I want to make my race, my, my racial illiteracy analysis said a lot of times when we think about it in the 1960s, let's say it was 2% niggas at Harvard 2% niggas at Yale 2% yeah. niggas at oh, I'm saying Dartmouth, the Cornell the fact that white people can recognize in 2023, they have to be around, black people in those schools, it makes them feel like they've been slighted on the level of representation and it make it feel like, you know what? My daddy only had to go to school with 2% of you niggas. Now my classroom got 15%. Something is wrong. And and you ain't gonna never see
3: that. And that's the craziest part is I'm sure that the numbers mm-hmm. are very similar to the two percent. I'm yeah. confident that they know fifteen percent, and they said those already exist. All, of this, ex- that, ex- all
1: that's of this is racially, really that's the speaker point though. The yeah, yeah point no, exactly. All of this the is really just rolling down to so they want to all L-O-A,
5: you know I'm an epidemiologist. They want to all lives matter. Hold on, Rebecca oh, Rebecca. Was, uh, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, the mic. They they yeah. want to all lives matter. This um this whole thing, it, even how we're talking right now, it's almost like when we were like, hey, Black Lives Matter, so let's go ahead and do this. It's not enough that we made our own schools because historically you guys have always been challenging us, pushing us out, making us create our own. Now I wanna get mad at our universities and try to be like, well, what about this? And then create this or take away things that we put in order for us to be able to be seen at these other universities. It's just not fair. You wanna all lives matter this thing. Now we're sitting here on this panel telling you are you are you out your mind like this is why we're doing this we got to work six jobs historically we've always had to work six six jobs you've took away right historically you've took away our education you didn't even want us to read or write or do anything so now we got to do six jobs to show you that we're more intelligent we're we're doing all of this and that's still not enough you guys want to be included into everything y'all ain't got to work as hard as us you ain't got to do as much as us we can't even Half of us can't even afford to go to even HBCUs. We are work. We gotta do all of this stuff. It's so much that we gotta do to even be included on this educational conversation. And it's just white folks wanting to take over. It's the supremacy. They always walk in supremacy. They will always walk in whiteness. What about me? Well, why can't it be this? Well, why can't it do this? Your reason doesn't, you don't, the struggles don't match. Like you were saying, Gabrielle, the math don't math. I'm not getting the equation. I'm not getting, there's no solution here. What you guys are doing is taking things away from us to make it much more harder.
1: And representation does not play on a level representation does not operate on a level playing field representation. does not a level. It's not on a level playing field. So we're able to have legislation that is able to sensationalize the amount of white people that are led or admitted or given scholarships at black universities. And we can acknowledge the very existence of that black universities because black people were excluded from white institutions. To Mm -hmm. me, it shows like, and when I say this, it's not liberalism in terms of bipartisanship It's liberalism in terms of ideology. But I believe that conservatives and liberals figured out they insidious ways of being able to replicate liberalism in a way that always leads to anti-blackness And y'all was able to show that hey even in 2003 when we had the quote-unquote ju- good justices there was already some solidarity exactly amongst the supremacists and sympathizing on anti-blackness
3: because it's racism reinforcing racism right because not only like we already know we all know we work we have to work so much harder to be in those rooms and whatever it is and that we we have the any black person i know in a classroom always has the most credentials to dance around the white people there because that's the only way they could be in the room but even let's pretend it even was their world where they come up with this is what they say to us oh america is racist and we'll assume so if you america is racist about letting y'all into schools and the, the admissions process and the educational opportunities so for that reason we we have this policy proposed in order to level that but that would leave the racist who already believe that you're inferior to them to further say you are inferior and don't deserve to be there. So we should thus have, the racists should have their way and we shouldn't have this policy in place because giving you opportunities would undermine the belief in your capabilities that we already don't fucking believe in. Ain't that some shit? Yeah,
0: the, you out um, to your aunt? Yeah, the real, the real <laughs> racists are, the real <laughs> racists don't believe you can do it so we're going to make it harder for you to do it so you can prove them wrong. The thing about white supremacy, it's most useful and hardest to uh, address tactic is white supremacy renders itself invisible. Yeah. It, it, it makes it impossible to point out its action and what it's doing unless it does, unless it kneels on a black man's neck for mm. 10 minutes but to has, kill him. Yeah. Like, and then everybody can be like, there it is. Uh-huh. And, and then we're like, hey, all right, so now that you see this, can we can we follow, can you follow us back to like policing knows, black a people? More. A the white more supremacy policing. is
3: the death, but it's not the over-policing that put the police there to do the exactly. killing. It. it has exactly. to render it's exactly. the,
5: the, I, love that you, I love the way you phrase that, FD. It has to render itself invisible because then, once we once we as minorities, no matter what group it is, start bringing up the things that affect us because of our race, then it is, oh, now you're using this as a cudgel, using your race as a, you want special treatment and whatnot. Regardless of the fact that it affects, these things matter. It affects how we move through the world. So whiteness has to render itself invisible. It has to render itself as a default because that is the only way it can straw man, it's way it can red hair in its yeah. way out of accountability.
0: That's the thing, like, so you, I don't know how much y'all are on Twitter. I am not as much. <laughs> no, I,
5: no, I am.
0: <laughs> Smart people. So I just <laughs> no, have, on I, Twitter. I, I, I got off Twitter in the last couple of weeks because I got in trouble from a, a handful of, of Anglo leftist folks for uh, calling Very out awesome. the, uh, we'll say, conspicuous nature of interracial relationships being overly represented
3: oh, in in,
0: uh, in media.
3: The swirl propaganda the is sw- palpable. Po-
0: right. And so in, in the, the response I kept getting from white leftists is this sounds just like something a white supremacist would say. <laughs> or Or if a white person Racial said this, mother- right? If a white person said this, it would be blank, blank, blank. And that's the same logic they're using to attack affirmative action. Because in order for that logic to have any useful like case in in this discussion, you have to believe that we're operating from a true place of equality and that my interest field. a level playing field and that my interest in seeing black representation that is more realistic and more relevant to the reality that the vast majority of black people experience is special treatment. And that's what they were trying to do. That's why, like, I never forget before he died, Rush Limbaugh popped up on the Breakfast oh, Club, which is the most surreal thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I and I tend not I tend it's to so go easier on the Breakfast Club than other folks. <laughs> Um because I it's have like a breakfast club interview
3: and I know them first, so you know I I don't have no No, you breakfast. won't No and you won't. Next.
5: Not on no. not, not on this
0: line. I'm still I'm still hoping for my Breakfast Club invite. I'm trying to become yeah, yeah, a I mean,
1: right. The you. new I ain't gonna cap it out. I'm gonna pop my shit, but I'm waiting to, hey me man Charlemagne, Listen, Charlemagne, when you see this, bro. We I
0: are so you. black. This is so black
4: of you. Hold on, but let
0: me finish. Let me finish. I'm gonna tell them for you.
4: And so for the
0: for and so To their credit, they're trying to have a conversation with Rush Limbaugh about racism because Rush Limbaugh, I don't know what made he was dying. So maybe he was like, let me just see See these niggas. (laughs) And so and so they're like almost almost there. And then Envy or Charlamagne, I can't remember who talks about systemic racism. And the conversation basically ends. Because white folks, even the most racist white folks, they're so excited and happy to point out the racist among them and pillory them and put them out on the cross to say, this is what we don't do. But as soon as you try to have a conversation about the system of racism that they They all participate in, it's like, nope, nope, I don't want to hear that. That's not true. That's special treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Speaking of them not wanting to tell
3: you, speaking of them not wanting you to point anything out, right? You know, I put out a video um, when this happened on, I was like, white women need to have a meeting. Um, was, and 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 they do, because at the end I was like, right, if we look at what's happening, right? Uh, abortion is a white woman's flagship issue. We know that black people and black and marginalized people will always be disproportionately in- impacted <laughs> by anything in America. But we know that abortion is a white ladies issue. We know how they feel about their abortion, right? But yeah, the majority of y'all, the majority of white women, white women are the only people mm-hmm. who consider themselves a marginalized group. And I'm emphasis on consider themselves because you are one of the largest voting bloc, largest and most powerful voting blocks in the country and people, so anyhow. But anyhow, they are the only ones, and in keeping with such, they are the only ones that vote ro- like overwhelmingly Republican. Everybody else don't vote that way. Only right. them voting against what are there. And this is perceived interest because we have had to have the conversation about whiteness and where they prioritize that over whatever, you know, gender, oh how, um, Right. So I said white women need to have a meeting because at the end of the day, y'all voting this way, abortion just happened and now affirmative action, which in reality benefits y'all more than anybody more else. Than so this is a, y'all need to talk, y'all need to get on one accord. So of course, oh, you know, oh, and I said, and also RBG, that's yeah. y'all's girl. But let's go all the way
1: there, though. I feel like I think that I think that to me, the selective outrage on race based affirmative action, it really makes my ass itch. You see what I'm saying? In 2020, 2020, when, uh, when, when Donald Trump had the platinum plus plan and he acknowledged disparities in banking. He acknowledged disparities in healthcare. He acknowledged disparities in education. To me, why is that not him acknowledging affirmative action for white people? So yeah. if I want to give $500 <laughs> billion dollars to niggas. How is that not me acknowledging that there's a race-based preference in the system of banking that allows for white people to be more likely to get a loan for housing or banking?
3: Let me go back. Hey, bars, real oh, rap right bars. Know what
1: I mean? It's like, y'all, y'all bullshitting me, you feel me? Y'all bullshitting me.
5: Foreign.
3: Foreign. You, you feel like you... You feel like you just... You, you, could, you could be pretty... Bro, like, I'm in the Bahamas. This sounds like This sounds like some... Hey, <laughs> like don't like, shit I'm to me.
2: My,
4: he started like, to say I'm going on leftist mafia shit right now. Listen, like, That's listen,
2: hilarious.
4: Yes, <laughs> No, like... No, no, no. Because I like, want to give you all the space to talk because this is a very... Not... I, I ain't going to say that like, this is very America-core <laughs> shit. Um, but, like, it is very <laughs> America-core shit. Boy. I mean, like... Given how... Despite that, though, I will say that... College, of course, being a microcosm of just society in itself, this is just one policy that emphasizes the anti-blackness then, and really exposes how a lot of policies, a lot of laws, a lot of just legislation in general is in response and in reaction to just blackness in general. I mean, yes. like, why, why do you have to get called to the bar, like me? Mean? Like before that, you didn't have to. Like, I mean, yeah. like, there's so many different instances of which, like, they were just and like, and don't Wait, get me started on what they make you tool? do
3: to admit you. Because every black person I know, every black person I know in New York had to to. So, let me just tell y'all a little bit about getting admitted to be an attorney. Right, you have to tell them yeah every fucking move your whole life, yeah every goddamn thing. Right now there's a there's a then you you go through you do this whole packet whatever whatever you send it to the character what do you call it the character and fitness. Right. And they, they assess you. And by the time they assign you a person to do your interview with or whatever it's supposed to be before you're swearing up in some, uh, ceremony, you're already fast-tracked you're supposed to be approved by then. It's like a formality. Every white person I know, it was like a formality white people. I know with DUIs and records, it was a three minute mm-hmm. formality. I had to interview three times cause they because mm-hmm. they, they running me down about why I owed sprint money in college and like regular brochure. <laughs> no, I swear, I swear to you, like, just, but think about who that's gonna impact, right? Like, right. if they're telling you, oh, you, you have an account on your collection, so you can't get admitted. What? Wait, I know, I'm to get thing? a job and money.
0: We're, we're looking at your credit report here and it's it indicates that you're a me, And it was a, hey,
3: was a, and don't get, <laughs> wow. and do not no, get me started, digga, it was digga, a
0: digga, gatekeep.
3: Digga. Yo, it was a gatekeeping black lady. Believe it or not, hey, the coon all Hey, hey. That's who I, oh, son,
2: watch this shit. Lately. I'm
3: not lying to you. This supposed, again, formality, right? Formality, right? Boom. I get there. I see, that, you know, the packets on the desk where it has the committee's, like, a uh, recommendation and is approval, to put through to approval. This bitch closed the mm. fucking file. Close that. Fuck that. And decides, why'd I owe Sprint money in college? Why do I owe? Why is my bill with National Grid not paid? Whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. I'm like,
0: <laughs> That's why i'm trying to be a lawyer yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, <laughs> that i want to because it applies to what you're saying right now i do want to circle back to what you said about white women needing to have a meeting because of what you just said right then they have had that meeting they have had that meeting they have decided together as a unit that being though they do operate a, a duality of of womanhood and, and being able to co-op feminism they have come together and decided that whiteness is too powerful it is too much of a unifying force ec- and politically to relinquish it to stand in solidarity with the rest of us but in that same vein what you just said about admissions their time is coming their time is coming because let me say something in the state of california It's already happening. One professor, I believe, is uh, suing USC and a couple other universities out there. It it was a Forbes article about this two months ago. They had everybody talking about it. A professor is suing two different universities for um, um, gender discrimination against men in admissions scholarships. So he's trying to get rid of gender scholarships. Oh, that's trying to get that's big. That's big Ooh,
0: Jordan Peterson did it.
5: I want y'all to know. (laughs) Men, men, men,
3: men, men have been, white men have been taking challenges to the Supreme Court on and having that. Um, be su- so that's that's also RBG's claim to fame is intermediate scrutiny for gender based classifications. So, trust and believe, white men rolled up there a while back. Um, I remember, oh, I gotta have to break out my go get in my book on my thing. There's a specific case, I'm trying to remember what it was. They created some law, like white men. White man have maybe a high insurance rush I don't know, something. They went up, they been went up there talking about I, 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 I. <laughs> all this oh, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh baby, no,
1: but, but 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 I feel like at the core of it is like, hey, if I think that your mere presence brings down the value of a space and place, we gotta mm-hmm. deal with that. Yeah, like 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 think about it. In the black community, we know I gotta work ten times as hard to get to where you at. Regardless of that being a reality that we know that's been going on for generations generations, for generations in the white community, is to say that, hey, black people are unqualified. Mm-hmm. And specifically for 45 years, there's been a whole bunch of hardworking, well, way more qualified white folks that's been getting skipped out on for these unqualified-ass niggas. Uh-huh. So when you think about that and you put it on the court, it's like, hey, Pete, game. like you said, credential. Like, in grad school, I could dance around them white folks with any dance they want to do. I was way right. more qualified than all the white people I was in class with, you Same, see what I'm saying? Yeah, but that didn't, and, matter and, and I
4: point, it didn't matter. And to consciousness point real quick, cause it reminds me of this, the fact yet again, the credit score mm. and the idea of credit is yet again in reaction mm. to blackness. Yeah. Like yeah. before then, like that wasn't even the case. And it goes back to like a more so overarching principle that I had to like really ruminate with while I was in the States after seeing people of my hue constantly being denigrated and just for existing. Us people that are darker than blue, especially in the States, I really want to know the same question that Fanon had, do you want to be black or do you want to be American? Mm. And it's Mm. a very difficult quandary that a lot of people have to come across because as hard as it is to be American, it's to not be be black. black. It's the not You people. know, and it's everything. Right. Everything response to that, and, and as much and like I not to like start no no um diaspora war real quick, but like a oh. lot of the time. Eidos, John, Nigerians, you know, yo, you don't know all this things, but like the oh, oh. Is, You know how they are. Quickly. I, I can pull this brother, shit like drop my mic, system. but I'm essentially I'm essentially saying that just as white women will will find ways to placate whiteness just for their proximity to it. We'll throw whatever womanhood, their their femininity is second to their whiteness. Mm. In many ways, you have a lot of black people in the States. You will not find this of any surprise where their blackness is secondary to their Americanness.
3: And and you know what? I find frustrating about that.
4: Clarence is one of them.
3: I just gonna say, I just gonna say, and that's Coons. So like let me tell you what I find frustrating about Coons and their belief that they have that question to make is that you the thing about blackness is you don't have a, whether or not you're gonna be black or American, you don't have a choice in the views of white people that see white and American as synonymous. That's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why every time it's convenient for him, Clarence, have no problem invoking race and racism, right? Because here's the T, Clarence, Clarence is quick to when when Anita Hill accusations, all of a sudden he remembers yeah. lynching, right? Yeah. This is a high-tech lynching. He black. He remember racial identity when shit like that happened, right? And what I find interesting, let me tell you, Antti this black. is the problem with, with coor- like coonery and internalized anti-blackness and wanted to be in proximity of whiteness, right? And just wanted white approval and hating oneself and it makes you blame your community for stuff that logically you know don't make sense.
0: Don't make no fucking sense.
3: Clarence will talk till he blue in the motherfucking face about how affirmative action tainted his Yale yeah legacy, blah, 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 because all the racists that he do, he refused to acknowledge as racists are the ones that believe he was there for that and don't deserve to fucking be there. But that has not stopped him from yeah. having his Republican billionaire sugar daddy, Holland Crow donate over a hundred fucking thousand dollars to Yale to make shit but in his own I'll push back
5: on that, Olay. I'll push back on that, because you said that there is there is no choice in that regard. The essence of tokenism is that choice, that, that foreign said between being Black or being American. Tokens, who are typically the people who are, it, like that woman you described, who are pulling up the ladder that they themselves ascended to get to that space, to be the only one in that space, that is the essence of it, but the functionality of tokenism is-
3: because that's not the latter in their mind. That because there's a difference in deeply in the spirit of what is a token and what is a coin. Because I'm sure many of we learned Negroes have been the token in a room to black people to in, in a room oh, full of white sure. spaces. I'm sure we all have. I'm confident. You know and I know, I, I know every single one of us with a platform is that to <laughs> several thousand white people. No, but I, like, <laughs> the thing know. about a coon You're is where the resentment is every black person, Derek Bell talks about this in Faces mm. at the Bottom of the Well when he talks about rules of racial standing. Every single black person is presented with the opportunity to coon or legitimize anti-blackness by repeating white talking points. We all have it. What the coons problem is, is not that they want to pull up the ladder because they don't perceive us as being on the same ladder. Their problem is that you're not playing the. No, particular game. I don't
1: believe, yes. I don't believe that. The, the I, 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 I want to hear you
0: out, but then I want to respond. Go ahead. The uh, functionality
5: w. of it mm-hmm. is absolutely the awareness that you have to shut that fucking door behind you for anybody else, as a coon, as a token, and that goes hand in hand. I do believe there is a functional awareness of that, of shutting that door behind you to any other black person, any other minority who's coming after you, so you can remain the only one in that space. That is the white white functionality of tokenism, of Koonin.
3: But when it comes to affirmative action, though, in specific, and when it comes to Clarence Thomas' understanding of affirmative action, and if we really keep it G-real about this, is, like we say, affirmative action is only in rhetoric. What? Listen, they're very interested in the appearances, in the appearance of rolling back all these things and whatever perceived as wins to us. But affirmative action has never been an application. Never. something that has done a motherfucking thing for And we all know to be in the room, you got to be the most decorated nigga around. They're not just letting... Their understanding what they think that is, is to be that. So the reality is Clarence Thomas is not even trying to... His world at a ladder that's pulled up are for unfortunately are for the learned Negroes. Let's be honest, like the niggas like us, like I'm still gonna get into school. I got in every, you know what I mean. My children are gonna get into school. Your children got into school. Y'all went to school. We are not who they are talking about. So he's not even concerned about pulling up the ladder Mm. underneath for those that followed the the, the path. He knows they're fucking good. Yeah, Yeah. it's much. It's it's so I think it's a
0: both and uh, to kind of like try to marry um, both. I think I think to, to try to marry uh Ole and Gabrielle's um points, it depends on what position the coon token mm. is in. Um yeah. and I'm gonna I'm I'm go with the coon over token because I think I agree with the fact that we've all yes, Seiko. Hey, <laughs>
1: hey, you know what, you know what, you yeah. know what, I feel like, Hey, hey, the debater <laughs> in me, the debater in me makes, I want people to respond to what I'm saying and not going into your lexicon and your bullshit ass speaking points. So I'm gonna call you a white supremacist sympathizer or an anti-black apologist and force you to respond to what I just said instead of whatever you rehearsed about why uncle Tom really is or how cool is, it. you know what? Fuck you. I don't want to hear about that shit. You, you are being a sympathizer of white supremacist respond. And to me, I think that that is kind of the, 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 the great thing that a lot of black Republicans and black contrains have been able to do, been able to take the very sentiments that people say on the surface level and say, you want to accept people for being people? Hey, conscious, you call yourself an ally of the, the trans people, but you don't want to let me be conservative.
0: Yeah. That's what <laughs> Which is really, it's, I hate that no, argument so much. Um, yeah, like no, like hey, FD, hey, FD, hey, FD hey. thinks everybody he disagrees with <laughs> is anti-black racist. And it's like,
2: yo. come on, man. So this is what it is, right? I feel like there's a lot of layers to this, and one of those layers is white guilt. That, to me, is equal to our allies, right? And um, not with all of our allies, but white guilt is how they come into these spaces, especially when a lot of these—well, um, we we have a lot of uh, officers killing people, or when those when that outrage is, is happening, it's very selective for them, right? In that season, they'll go look for a platform to follow. They'll be in the comment section, like, "Oh my goodness, what can I do? How can I?" And as soon as that dies down. Yes. They're trying to make suggestions on how you can be better, oh. who you need to bring on, how you need to be more black, what you need to do to include all of them. Yes. Like, I want to be included in Juneteenth. How can I be included? Go to work. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Go figure something <laughs> out. Knock something in my Cash App. Okay? Like, just don't, don't. All of it. Yeah, so, this the, is yes. how I feel uh, about uh, uh, the, um, all of that. And, 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 and you know, and, but in retrospect, too, when you look at it, these people, especially, and I don't know if they, I want to say they mean it but they don't mean it but I don't know I can't speak for white folks so I'm like talk to yourself have your meetings but it's like when you go onto these platforms and you're a part of these platforms they even the white folks can't stop functioning in their whiteness it will never be like it will never be where they can just take it off it's almost like okay Olay shh for a second and it's like (laughs) okay Rebecca Rebecca I hear you but and especially me being a, black, being a black woman in the space. Um, and then like, sometimes I love my producer. He knows I love him. Sometimes I gotta be like, hey, that wasn't okay. He's a white guy. Then, hey, that wasn't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't talk to the other people here like that. Yeah. But there sometimes it comes off just straight whiteness. And I'm, yeah. I need you to simmer that down when you are speaking to me, the, all right? The mm-hmm. Tone the whiteness down when you talking to
5: me. The, <laughs> yeah,
0: the one thing I wanna uh, give a uh, shout out to, I may have said this in the last video. I've said it some of the time. Shout out to um, Hank Green. YouTube OG
1: dealing with cancer,
0: calm. yeah, dealing with cancer right now. Um, God bless him. He yeah. said one. He said in my way back in the break, the first break bread. He said some of the realest shit about white people that I've I've ever heard, and this is why. Like, I wish white people would spend more time talking to each other about have those meetings, as you said. He was like the thing that I've realized being in these like white liberal spaces is. A lot of white people—they're not looking to solve the issues of racism; they're mm-hmm. looking to render its effect. Um, they're re- looking to create a situation where they don't have to think about it. Yeah, and for yeah. some of them, for for a select few—shout out to these select few—that means being anti-racist. And for others, it means censoring themselves or censuring censoring black people whenever the issue becomes too hot for them to deal with in the moment. Yeah. They just want to not be able to think about it. And so yeah. when it's you know when it's normal racist stuff, they cannot think about it. That's why I always say, I, I'm of the mind that uh, Ron DeSantis could beat Joe Biden before Donald Trump can. The only reason Donald Trump mm, lost yeah. was because he was too obviously racist. And the, no, the white no, folks why. in the suburbs couldn't bring themselves to vote for that. But Ron DeSantis is... Much more um, low key, much more insidious, um, much more insidious racism mm-hmm. is way more dangerous, and they will vote for him mm-hmm. behind exactly. closed doors. Exactly. Uh, no that's matter exactly what we why say. Exactly. I know yes.
3: If 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 Trump were to not beat DeSantis in the primary, he's DeSantis
5: will be Biden, and I I feel very confident in that. I I hate using them as the, as the, as the litmus (laughs) litmus test test. though because they're both, (laughs) I hate using them as a litmus test because that's that's kind of the conversation that's brewing online right now. I hate using either one of them as a litmus test let me say something, even the wokest white person you know, the most leftist are are not willing to sacrifice any personal relationships, any familiar relationships, any kind of, they're not really really willing to put any true skin in the game in terms of having those conversations that FD is talking about, about holding people to the fire about racism, the wokest white person you know, the wokest one like the most Kangol dashiki wear white guy somewhere is not willing to do that Especially, so regardless, that casual okay. racism is is to me as equal as what DeSantis and Trump both got going on. And this is
1: what I appreciated by Afro-pessimism when I was in college, because it showed me how it was something real sexy and, 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 and real attractive to how anti-blackness worked. Make it make you what people mm. always already bind to the fungibility of black people, or you mm. already thinking about how can you flinch and make it where whatever black flesh is being fucked over, they ain't got nothing to do with you. So you can center yourself and make it where that's not me, though. You know what I'm saying? Or well, I think of my yeah. favorite meme. A fa- my, one of my favorite memes, you know what I'm saying, is is a is a Paul Mooney. He's, he's a picture of Paul Mooney, and the and the, the, the meme says, "White people do not want to be blamed for their ancestors' actions." but they sure as hell wanna hold on to what their ancestors left for them. And for right. me, when I think about yeah. that, that's really how whiteness and the white identity operate It's being able to disidentify, empathetically, sympathetically, financially, anything. So they imagine you being like able to take a business, take the profits, lead the debt. <laughs> yeah. but that, is like, that right damn. here is
5: the unifying nature of anti-blackness consciously that is the unifying nature of anti-blackness because and that's also why it's inextricable from capitalism i love that you brought up the economic aspect of it because for capitalism to continue going on there has to be a permanent underclass so if everybody can unify around anti-blackness you keep a permanent underclass and you keep those socioeconomic tables moving upward and away from black people who have historically always been
1: the permanent underclass what well, and, then, and bring, then how we start this off is talking about that uh Asian businesses in the black I mean, and, and Asian businesses in the yes. black I'm saying, community and we yes. think about how policy, not some uh uh pro-black pseudo uh I watched Tanik Rashid and I'm on some hidden color shit. No, no, no. I did some research, showed I did some the policy and was able to show, hey, listen, in the nineteen sixty three Civil Rights Act. Then we had the Open Immigration Act of 64. Then we literally had where we had the 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 American government outlaw any Chinese, you know what I'm saying, hair coming into the country. Then the Korean government is able to say, hey, in order for you to send hair out this country, it got you made by one of us first. So then we see 40 years later, 50 years later, what the impact is that, And it's like, okay, if we want to have a black-owned business that wants to do nail hairs, we have to deal with that business right there. And then we have to yeah. see now in terms of coming back all full circle. So the same way that you are able to use policy to be able to give you these economic, you know, accesses to my community is the same system you are able to go and complain and say, Hey, because these niggas is getting into this place right here, me as a well meaning Asian that's way more qualified than them niggas, they take and, me something from me.
3: And you know what I think is so funny and it was so <laughs> unfortunate like about anti blackness, right? Because Many, many Asian people, many Asian people that get it, right? That are not, that are not racist or are not, that recognize, they do not fucking appreciate you leaning into these um, um what is it the, the uh the, the, model the, model the model minority the model minority
1: the myth of the model minority
3: the, and I was like wow it's this is minute. really a battle a of minute. fucking stereotypes they really have like they're like a, like they have a, a select hand few of Asian people that want to live by this stereotype explaining how a stereotype about us is the reason why that a system should be away in order to benefit a stereotype about them and I'm like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> it's, I'm like, and you know what I think is so crazy about the level of privilege and like, why anti-blackness will always be what it comes down to it. Because it's this idea: why does everybody but black people get to believe in ownership? Why does everybody else feel yeah, entitled yeah, yeah. and like they own and everything belongs to them beforehand? But we are not allowed to feel entitled or like we own
5: the shit. We're we special have.
0: in every case we get if, into it.
3: No
5: degree, if, we, we if you do own and if you do succeed, you just got a little lucky. Right. You know, somebody special gave you a you, and
3: you, should be, you should be so you should be so fucking grateful i always think that's interesting right because in the case of them right you're the mo- you're the mo- you're going with this model minority stereotype right i'm like i'm a fucking decorated academic google me i got into every fucking yeah, I-, yeah, I applied to 11 yeah. law schools i got in every fucking way i graduated with triple honors i danced circles around every motherfucking body and they will still every affirmative action every blah blah you don't hear me but i don't get to feel like and i don't feel like by the way i okay. i applied to georgetown i did not expect to get yeah, did not expect to get in that was my chop school or whatever and i got in and i was so shocked and i immediately in the same breath that i got it oh that's so great oh my god i got it and i know i wasn't going there because i could pay for fucking that right but i didn't feel there was no part of me i've never felt
0: you felt like, validated
3: I, 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 and i wouldn't have, but i wouldn't have felt if i didn't get in i'm not like what the fuck? every school that didn't give me a full scholarship and others i didn't feel like oh they owed me or this i'm like be for fucking mm. real life that is a certain level of privilege and entitlement and how you view the world because you don't see, you truly don't see anybody else at like, are you living in this world? Like you have A's you think, oh, you have a G you think there's nobody else? What, you know what makes you competitive? You nobody else
1: in this world turning up in the classroom. Like, hey, that's
5: what they really hey, think. To me, I think. That's what they think. To me, yeah.
1: I feel like to, to to hit home on this anti-black analysis and the fungibility of blackness and black people, uh, the military academy exception in the uh, affirmative action, to me, was very telling. Um, to me, it says mm. that uh, diversity and the way that we can include black bodies in the spaces can never be good unless the institution of America benefits first and foremost, and niggas got to benefit last. So if you're yes. trying to experience a little promote bitterly and get you a couple degrees for you and your community fuck that shit you trying to take stuff from some white people? Let, but I if mean, you we want to go be in the, the military, right, the next. Navy, the Air Force, ah, we looking for the increase of diversity, and we were not only looking for we were it use it. In your race, <laughs> yeah. will use. It doesn't matter how we include you. Like
2: it doesn't right. matter. Let's take a look at um, our own White House, right? When we mm. we have where um, Kamala Harris, right, who's the Vice mm. President, she's our black representation um, in the White House at this moment, and um, when. I'm talking about George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. All of that was hot, okay? It was brand Brand new in these streets, okay? And what happened was, you know, COVID was... At the same time, we were all dealing with this. And we understand that a lot of Asian hate was happening. We understand there was an influx. We started to see more of, you know, Asians getting beat up or attacked or um, blamed for bringing COVID here. Um, And that was all due to uh, the previous administration, Donald Trump. So They instantly recognized as we were screaming out in the streets that Black Lives Matter, as we were protesting amongst COVID, um, as we were getting shot with rubber bullets, um, as we were getting shot down by anti-Black people who blamed everything on Black Lives Matter. um, All of that was going on. That administration sat there and Kamala Harris herself, who was our Black representation, said I do not think that America is racist. Listen, um, and then turned do. around, but,
3: and then she turned around
2: and said, and created, and signed, and but, sat there an anti um, uh, hate for Asians um, bill or something. I'm glad, of the I'm
3: glad you brought this up.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm so and glad you all that, this up. That's that's a great example because you know the even the people who are supposed to represent us in some way, shape, or form, even them, they'll sit there and and because they have to walk in some kind of whiteness or something close to it well, in order to like. Well,
3: is let's keep it, to, no, that's what I was about to say. Let's keep it g real, yeah. right? So let's go through the, because I think Kamala's presence there illustrates several points. I think it illustrates one what Conscious was saying, right? The willingness, they'll make this military carve out or whatever, because how you serving it. Kamala is not there because black people like her. In fact, Kamala was chosen to be there right after black people demonstrated on wax that we don't. She decided <laughs> she was going she she to run for president. We said, nah, you're a cop, go sit down. You're a fucking prosecutor, ass locking people up. And that is the reason, because she is a, oh, that's a white, oh, black woman, like, right, da, 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 prosecutor, lock niggas up because she serves the state's agenda? That is why Kamala is there, right? But to to shoot another point, though, let's talk about it because Kamala is way more of a a decorated lawyer and academic than fucking Joe Biden. Let's talk about something. They talking about affirmative Mm. action, right? They talking about affirmative action. (laughs) No, let's Mm. talk about it because they talking about affirmative Mm. action and being up at the bottom of the class and where white people is. Mm. Joe Biden was at the bottom of the class the bar and was a public defender for two seconds. Talk about so it.
2: Talk about it. <laughs> the, 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 the black woman that was at the top of her law
3: school Katangi, has at the top of her fucking law school class and decorated in every fucking kind of way for her to be on the Supreme Court. And for her to be chosen by that mediocre white man, but Joe Biden has only ever been mediocre. Only ever. The only, only ever, reason ever, Joe Biden is ever. president is because of Donald fucking Trump. Because we didn't know what to do, and he gave a white America some familiarity from the from the from the Obama days, and o- Biden and B- Obama has got himself as a moderate. So let's keep it real. Joe Biden has tried to run for president a million and sixty fucking times, and he don't <laughs> never go nowhere. He is mid. Me- he is mediocre. He's only ever been remarkably mediocre. But that mediocre white man is the president of the United States of America to be in a position to choose a much more impressive black woman for a lower position that everybody questioned her deserving this of oh, and I oh,
0: When is the on, When is the last time the the President hasn't. Aside from Obama, when's the last time the president has been like truly talented?
1: You know what? I'll, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to tip my hat to my to my to my crime bill brother saxophone playing Clinton. Oh shit! Uh, uh, Clinton was he, mediocre he, he, too, though. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, peep game, pick game, pick game, peep game, pick game, Maybe it's the a sun ar-tar. in me, right? But the the way that Bill Clinton was sold to me in terms of his upbringing and what he did, it's like, hey, this white man from Arkansas, his mama was a, was That's a, another was a mediocre. Was a jo- Bill,
3: Clinton, Bill Clinton is, <laughs> the, all wrong. Joe Baby. Biden is a CVS brand, Rite Aid brand, Bill Clinton, Clinton. Bill Clinton. That's what he want to be. Let's keep it G real. Mm-hmm. No, Clinton no, is a mediocre.
1: I, 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 I think I, Joe Biden is better than, I think, I think Joe Biden more decorated than George Bush. That well, yeah, hell. I what that's what I'm saying, saying, but, like, that's we had the basically bars, had... The bars we in hell. Had, so we the had
2: bars to, in
3: hell. But what had I had said Clinton is, Clinton is... Bill Clinton himself, Bill Clinton was known for running around um, the campus, pulling bitches, walking them to their dorm, da-da-da, yeah, gals. Okay. Hillary, let's keep it real, Hillary is the one who always had the ambition and wanted to be there. She is like, hey, nigga, I got a plan.
4: Let me come
3: get. Come get on the winning team. Real life Hillary scandal. is the one, like her or not. Real Hillary life is the one there. No, literally, no. That's literally it. Mellie realizing it was easier to package fits. But that's what Bill Clinton is. And I will say, I'll give him this. Bill Clinton has some great speeches. He's. I will. I will always respect a good orator. I thought he was in his bag with the speeches he was given in the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Fuck me.
2: Who want to know
0: though? Who came before? Who came before Reagan? Was that Carter? Corners. No, it was Nixon. No, it wasn't Nixon. Nah, I think it we was Nixon might have been it, it fuck it fuck around. Nixon might have been the last well qualified president. Damn. Now y'all going way I too far. I conscious look. face Sorry like but like means. for real? You know like it's in terms of like, I'm just saying like, so we're going to get away right,
5: from, three, you remember shit. we're getting
0: away from, we're getting away from like the actual politics,
1: yeah. but just yeah. like
0: to bring it back to affirmative action is no, what was yeah. the point I'm trying to make. No, just, action,
1: it, mediocre motherfuckers get shit. Mediocre yeah, man get shit. That's,
0: that's my point. This, the like the perfect case, the case <laughs> study, the perfect case proof of case. What is it? Case something perfect proof of
4: whatever. Yeah. There's a whatever. phrase there.
0: I can't remember what it is for why affirmative action should be a thing. Is the fact that the last eight nine presidents have all been mediocre in every facet of their like existence, except for Obama. Right, and it has. To be, you have to go back to Richard Nixon, who was, I think, the last person that was an accomplished that was crazy. a high level student. The problem is white people an accomplished see mediocre that's hear. the
3: problem that's the they problem it's hear. like they write the narrative Check they out. get to write the narrative so they get to decide that they Putting are the greats cameras. that they are this to add all this extra law to it that's what they do no, if you get to if you get to control the story and you get to decide what is great and what is elite they never conceive what? of themselves as mediocre as mid they always conceive they they perceive themselves as truly innately divinely special and deserving and that's their <laughs> spots and these are their institutions and they are they are they are putting it on to you as a favor. Like, they are grand. You should be, you're welcome. This thing that you innately, because this is their country, it, you know, I feel like we'd be on the anniversary of July 4th, right? The way that they see it, we know what they celebrating when they talk about independence and freedom and who and blah, 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 and whose country, who was free, who runs this. They perceive this as all of the shit is theirs if all of this shit is yeah. mine, you should be so fucking lucky I give mm-hmm. you any motherfucking thing. And if I perceive <laughs> you to be, I don't give a shit. If there's three of y'all in a body of 10,000, that's three niggas too many. Because Definitely. I truly believe that all 10,000 spots deserve to be occupied <laughs> by wow. white people because innately I am divinely more talented and qualified and
5: special than your black ass. Than you. And that's how Carter operated. Cause I bet, I, listen, that's how President Carter Oh, you want Jimmy Carter and ass now? Hill?
4: yeah don't <laughs> oh say. we go in oh girls, this is why you a twitter villain
5: hated gay people hated black people Jimmy Carter we just... on
4: Carter I thought Jimmy Carter you was good really one. let thought, me I tell you guys got some hot takes he, be- he, he good by comparison no the problem with Carter, no, Jimmy, problem with Carter is that he had the talent but he just didn't use it he used it for by- yeah. like that's one thing that in particular makes me mad about uh, any political scientist worth his worth will actually mm. talk about how Jim Carter is one of the most upsetting things about American presidentialism <laughs> because he yeah, actually that had political talent. If you look at Henry Fairley's political talent, he had it. The only better one than him would have been Mahatma Gandhi. But guess what? <laughs> this man, this man is one of the most upsetting. He, he chose to be mid. He had a conscious <laughs> choice. It worked to be out. Made. And right. that's the reason why it, he yeah, it worked it worked out. Out for him. I
3: always, I always felt like history was not is not particularly kind to him just because of um the things that he advocated for being you know, you know, his environmental love and self and all these different things and yada yada now yada. He I he feel like that's rich. why they be dragging him.
0: Yeah. yeah i always figured hey, that's hey, why they're doing be, bad. We're
5: probably about we're probably about 10 years out from trump getting the same treatment that the bushes are getting now because george bush being mm-hmm. able to be this cutly old sweet age. white man oh
0: yeah
3: well if we came in a real conversation me want to talk about who i think are very influ like very fundamental in that that propaganda switch and it's the obamas uh, it's yep. the Obamas. The Obamas yep. did more PR for George Bush than anybody else could have yep. fucking done it. The, the Obamas with the Michelle Obama and Michelle George Bush Michelle giving him friendship. candy at the speech. Oh, nigga. She's
5: still getting dragged for that. Yeah, you, drag yeah, for, yeah, they yeah. Saw that yeah, shit. Every time I see it, dra-
2: that's viral. They
1: really love it. They didn't excuse
3: Even my mama liked that bullshit. Yeah.
1: Something <laughs> rambling to bring up because we because we ain't brought it up yet. There is a intimate relationship behind how we were able to. Turnover, I mean, overrule affirmative action and overrule the uh, uh, matter of fact. And I seen talk about it. I think on Twitter, uh, the 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 student loan forgiveness and thinking about Mm. how the increase of black participation in higher education also led to the more uh, subsidized and unsubsidized loans that we was Mm -hmm. getting. So for me, it's like, okay, if you have overruled these race based admissions, fucking overrule these old race based ass loans you gave me. You know what (laughs) what I'm saying? Especially overrule
0: my my student loan
1: debt. I mean, overturn that.
0: And let's not forget, and then uh, I think the the, the the suit and loan was day one. Um, affirmative action was day two. And then the next day was
1: queer uh, uh, discrimination. Yeah, yeah. gay. Um, gay. is basically legal. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah, that cake nah, shit. Affirmative action
1: was part of it. I, I think affirmative action was first, then student loans, then the gay uh, 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 the discrimination against queer. I, you
3: know, I listen. They've really been on their bag with some evil shit so much. I even I almost forgot. That's right. I, I definitely you're fucking right. And let's la- I, let the I I don't think I way don't way. think Before the, distor- the I do not it's think not- the Twitter limit on sharing and seeing information is a coincidence with that. I don't <laughs> think it's a coincidence. Three days <laughs> back to Uh-oh. back, a fucking civil liberties being literally gutted and destroyed, literally. and everybody. Now, all of a sudden, the fucking right wing propagandist that bought the app to keep their like, oh, hey, this app that you're supposed to use, they're going to limit, you can't see nothing. I don't want, you can't see nothing. Nobody's
2: going to see your stuff. I don't even tweet like that, but I go on there to see the conversations, you know, I'm nosy. So I want to, I want to, I want to read the threads, but yes, you're right. The. Back to back, these things are happening. They're people. A lot of people are being stripped, they're hurting us. A lot of the movement that we have that's supposed to be considered forward, which is like literally just a little toe tap in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the right direction. But they're taking that away from us. So where are we gonna, how are we starting? What are we gonna do? Like, how are we supposed to keep riding in the streets? They want us to keep coming out here just being crazy and burning shit and Just like, <laughs> seriously, they want that from us. They
5: do. Twitter being down is helping Biden, though, because let me tell you something. He's starting to spiral. That that media clip circulating, going viral and whatnot, of, of a reporter asking him about how he felt about essentially providing, quote-unquote, false hope to millions of Americans suffering under student debt. He, you know, shouted at him, oh, I didn't Republicans, and I didn't do anything. All Twitter being down is helping him in that regard, but don't get me started on student debt, because that also tracks back to the mindset around affirmative action, because you cannot say that Black people occupying these spaces are all just being given handouts and all just being you know they're special and whatnot when we can't and, and aren't deserving of their positions okay or being given special treatment being able to go to school for free because and then and then at the same time ignore the fact that we carry the majority of student debt it is a prominent myth in fact I had a viral tweet uh, last week about it it's a prominent myth and I've heard it said to my face before a lot of white people believe that black people go to school for free in this country <laughs> you hear that a mm. lot in the society mm-hmm. We hear that a lot in the South. They really the same thing about Native American students as well. They believe they believe that HBCUs are havens for Black people to be able to go to school for free. I, this is a true I think, I've heard all my life. I, I don't think don't need know. us to
3: understand that white people racist, in specific. Let me be clear, because you know I don't need y'all to come tell me not me. I get it. Rate. Right, <laughs> R- Racists are quite literally invested in making you believe that they have a a non-race-based reason for why they be- they, they move away towards you, why they conduct themselves this yes. way. Listen to me and listen yeah. to me good. There's no motherfucking way white people in any large number truly believe that niggas are going to school for free. They wouldn't allow it. You see how ca- <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? You see how they're acting hey, about the, the thoughts for- that two of us are in class?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Nah, but that's the, to, to me, though, I think that the two things, you know, I like buzzwords. So the two things I've been keep on repeating for the last couple of days is legal illiteracy and racial illiteracy. You don't know how the law works. You don't know how race works. So you're just making a whole bunch of wild ass claims. Making, making shit up. The, the shit wildest up. shit, though, is that the concept of affirmative action
0: is based on the fact that the government has done this shit for white people the whole time.
4: Yeah, you know, yes, going back literally.
0: to the to the 1900s, um, uh, uh not 19, but like the earliest night, earlier 19th century. One of the thing, um, shout out to uh Pascal Robert, because always fuck up his name, um, at this Revolution podcast, put me on this book talking about the Italian, the, the growth of Italian Americans, and how Italian Americans like all that mob mafia shit was because like they was they were hood when they got here because they were being discriminated against because they were too close to niggas, according to white people at the time. Um, yeah. And so Italian Americans were getting, uh, were communities were as bad as any black community you can think of now at the time. And then the government started giving them money
3: yeah. and started a repar. They, a, they what, said, Ooh, baby, what, baby, you don't know it here, but in, the, in this land, you are white. Yes, we, wi- we gonna work there. this
0: out for y'all. And so they got all these set aside programs for decades. The Irish, the same thing, like pretty much every white population has benefited from government uh, investment um, at some point in time over, you know, hundreds of years ago, while we were still asking for just the right to not die in the street. Right, And, uh, and, and that was are. like, that was something that King talked about. Like the, the video, the clip I put in the, the conservative video, the first one that I love the most, his King in his bag at what I'm assuming is a black church when he's like, we're coming to Washington DC to get our check. Cause he's like, yo, you gave this shit to everybody else already that yes. didn't go through what we went through. So get y'all that. niggas owe us based off that alone.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But that speaks to, I mean, I just love what Constance I gotta go back to it. It speaks to what Constance was saying about like the socioeconomic impact of anti-blackness. There's a book, um, it's called uh, Working Towards Whiteness. And it speaks to just what you were saying, FD. I think Italians were not really considered white until roughly like the 1950s, 1960s, -hmm. around that area and whatnot, because just like many other immigrant groups who came here as time went on, it it became more politically expedient to have them included in whiteness. Even if you look at like U.S. census rates and whatnot in terms of how race is classified, that changes roughly every 10 years or so yeah. how people are classified and whatnot. It changes because it's a tool. Whiteness is a functionality. It's a tool. These things are not mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. but they have real world consequences. And so when it became, and then I always tell people, especially in the, in the conversations that we're all having in terms of um, the labor unions and whatnot, the South used to be a union stronghold until segregation happened. And they saw that whites were unifying with black in order to be able to get their labor rights, to be able to get, you know, a, a quality living and good um, working hours and whatnot. And then they said, you know what? You want to be unified with these niggas? <laughs> I mean, you want them around the your daughters? That's you <laughs> on that, we we'll give you some money. right? we'll we'll take care of y'all but chill on all that with that with, with the but that's the
3: whole that's the whole purpose of whiteness as a construct within capitalism right because the idea is white it, it is to white people's benefit it is to white people's benefit but especially working class white people to be in yes. solidarity to, with us the policies and the yes. things that we want they <laughs> are suffering under the same system as us but if you live in a country that then says, ah, don't focus on that, fuck all that. Capitalism in a way, let's talk about whiteness and privilege and convinces them that what's actually happening is your your rights and the things that you should have and the reason why you're in poverty and why you're struggling, working class white man, is that these black people and these these minorities are taking from you and then they focus it there. So yeah, that's the vested interest. It'd be,
2: it'd be the ones from like literally, like when we see DeSantis come out, right? DeSantis is taking a whole bunch of things that's affecting y'all too um, out there in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. I'm from Florida, so I know. But it be the ones that live in West of Nowhere, Foxville, and they literally no teeth, no insurance, nothing. Just <laughs> ain't nothing in the front, toothless. It can't even ain't got. Can't even afford internet. Don't can't nothing. And got if, nothing. Not not
0: just can't afford internet because I'm in Georgia now. I remember that with Stacey Abrams. And they haven't even bothered to build access to internet, to internet where for they so live. So they're in
2: communities that are being just like um, these other communities where uh, 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 they make internet like a, unaccessible for a lot of the kids. And and here's the thing: like we know it's a problem. The internet is a damn utility. Y'all issues is back there. Y'all live in them backwoods. Ain't got no kind of... Y'all still using them little TV with the turners on it. Aye. But y'all out here saying that black folks is taken away from you because Ron DeSantis said that. Mm-hmm. And you see what I'm saying? Like, we all in the same issues, but because whiteness is what it is, like you said, people will function in whiteness. They make it a supremacy. They make it supreme. Uh, you know, and if they look at black people, they no matter what state they're in, like, ain't got no home, ain't got no roof. But and they're looking at you and being like, you are inferior to me. At least I'm not yeah. a nigga. I never yeah. forget Yeah, hey, I'm not, not a, a nigga.
0: I gotta I gotta run because I gotta jump on with with somebody else in a second. But um I never forget the scene from uh fucking
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got I got some of you. you blank that I got you, goddamn. Go, go, go ahead, Conscious. I'm, hey, I'm gonna look at hey, this movie real quick. Did y'all see uh <laughs> California Governor Newsom getting on the uh Fox News dude head about conservative states and uh liberal states and the economic, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh visions of these states. Yeah, he was saying yeah. so, so, so uh you you take Mississippi's economic, you know what I'm saying, uh what you call it, over California's. And when I say he got it, I'm gonna go find the clip and post it. When I tell y'all this man got in their ass, and for me it made me think about all the various ways as a southerner I've been indoctrinated to think about you northern yankees and how y'all live up yes you know talk doing? about, it. Talk terms about of it like hey we have a cheaper living down here because we better this that than the other but now I learned now it's like no we have a cheaper living down here because you suck at building economic infrastructure we have a cheaper living down here because you motherfucker you getting paid and pimped out by them lobbyists by them interest groups and by them bureaucracies you know what I'm saying you don't tell me that part mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm into listen all that old socialism bullshit shit you talk about and getting out of living on the state living on the government Hey, the red states live on government assistance way more than blue mm, states hey, they living off listen.
0: the blue states
1: your state so poorly ran as soon as a hurricane or a tornado hit that motherfucker you know we gonna call Federal New Jersey.
5: Be. Hey, because hey. hey, you know I got to speak on it for Louisiana. One thing about it, just what you said, I'm born and raised in the South. Constantly from Texas, I'm born and raised in Louisiana. I'm born and raised here. 61% of babies born in, the state of Louisiana are born under Medicaid. 61%. 16. We are one of the, we are, I think we duke it out every other year with Mississippi over who is the poorest state. And mm. let me tell you something. Mm. It's so easy, going back to what Rebecca said, it's so easy to put rural rule white people as the face of racism because it, it makes you feel like okay well that's just those those people down there in the south and so that's those red state people it's not really a problem out here and what sometimes we have to really interrogate they're poor anyway so who cares nobody's gonna really interrogate that no like, Cool. I, have gone to, I was the only black girl in my epidemiology program at Tulane University School of Public Health Tropical Medicine, I think it had like a 10% acceptance rate the last time I checked. I was the only black girl in that program. And I have seen too much from rich white boys who feel as though having anybody who doesn't look like them in a space is something being stolen from their people. Who feel is the who feel the same way those rural rednecks feel about black folks. It's too it's a unifying factor. It's just that rural white people are the face of it. So DeSantis knows what he's doing, appealing to the base, but he also he also knows exactly. Who the entirety of who he is talking to, mm-hmm. they're not the only they're, they're just the rural white folks, just more likely to publicly espouse it. But DeSantis knows who he's talking to. We are us down here in the South, we peep that bullshit because we inherited this battle from our parents, our grandparents. We know the dog whistles too, we know who you talking to. We know who you talking to. We know what you're saying. We hear that shit in the South. We're not dumb out here. We know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I think, I
3: think the, the reality is, yeah, after you go. Let
0: me let me because yeah, I'm about to yeah, run. So the run. movie was, uh and uh, Gary just helped me, it was Mississippi Burning.
4: Oh. And yes.
0: it's Gary Oldman mm-hmm. talking about his father. The the, the, the more of the story was that he had done something horrible, and the whole point was, I may be poor, whatever, all these horrible things, but at least I'm not a neck. And if if a nigga's higher than me, then 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 I can't stand that, and something has to be done about Mm. it. And that tracks throughout so much of like the problems of America, and explicitly the problems of white people. Because um, I was talking to, I'm working on this prison uh, video, and I talked to a homeboy, very radical brother named Two Black from the Black Power Media Network. He was talking about he doesn't like how people talk about prison as slavery because 65, 70 percent of all prisoners are white men and like that, that just doesn't job with him, but it speaks to the way that I don't know if it was you, Ole, or somebody said white people don't care about other white people. They care about whiteness. Yep, That was me. Okay. And like, that's such a powerful like thing to consider and why they need to start having their, their meetings because yeah. we may be shouting the loudest about it. We may be getting the most um, coins off or, or getting the most uh, tweets off about the shit. But at the end of the day, everything we're arguing and fighting about is affecting the majority of white people way at a, at a much higher number, not more proportionally, yeah. but like the raw numbers of this shit. The raw numbers of people suffering under these systems are middle to lower middle to impoverished white Americans yeah. and they are busy fighting us. Fighting women in general, fighting queer people, fighting immigrants—they fighting everybody, but they fucking rich uncles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, and uh, and that needs to stop. And I think that's the problem with teaching people. I, I gotta get bye, bye. Body dis- body, body. 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 I don't. I think that's the problem with teaching people to, to not to despise the system, but to despise their place in the system. Like everybody yes. is constantly trying to replicate. They love, they revere these systems. They love capitalism. They love this. They love all these different things. What they have a problem with there is where they're at in it, right? You see these people, you know, the the handful of Asians they're using to push this model minority myth, right? Their problem is not an in, in systemic uh, uh, institutional disadvantage. Their problem is not any of that. Their problem is the idea that any idea that black people could be where they're at because they recognize a hierarchy where whiteness is at the top and they're trying to be in proximity to whiteness. So any like any any level of inference of being a black people being hailed god forbid in your perceived mind above you in some way is a disrespect to where you get. But the problem is they're not challenging the system and I think that's also the second part is the problem with always teaching We have to stop teaching white people and non-black people and and, and people who are supposedly to be our allies that they're doing us a favor. I think we need to dead allyship. Like the idea because it leads them to believe that they are being altruistic good people and going out of their way to support something out of the goodness out of their heart because they care about you. They're so good to care about you as opposed to caring about themselves. I'd rather people just lean into selfish rhetoric and say actually no, no, no. This system harms you. You're being fucked too and so you should be out here because it's for you not because you're doing it for me not because I need to convince you to be good
5: but that speaks to the greater issue about the narrative around racism, around anti-Blackness, because the general belief even after everything we've experienced from like, what, 2015 with uh, to now, even after George Floyd is that racism is something that is simply just a mindset a difference of beliefs, a, a, a personal feeling about Black people or people of color, and that is something that affects you at the individual level, and you need to work on that, and you need to be more learned, as opposed to what it actually is, which is a systematic Dehumanization of a group of people for socioeconomic gain and profit. Yeah. That's and until I... you until you interrogate that. Then, the, then what you just mentioned cannot change because, yeah, if they believe that racism is something that just affects the individual, okay, well, I don't feel hatred toward this person or what, and I don't feel I don't have any hatred, hateful feelings or whatever, then I'm not racist. That's not what this is. Yeah. And that's why they can't meaningfully interrogate what is going on and why they feel the way that they do. And it's not, but also at the same time, it's not, a, It's not, I don't like to lean on ignorance. This is not, yeah. these, these people do the same numbers <laughs> that we do. In fact, last month, there was a viral article, uh, Young student, young Asian student, 18 years old, applied to, of course, this basic Ivy League schools. And um one of the schools he applied to was Berkeley. Berkeley is 30% Asian. So you're probably just a loser that you didn't get that you didn't get in there. But here you are on TV blaming black people mm-hmm. who are probably I think somebody put up said they're like one point two percent of that university. It's easy. But it's a black person's fault that you didn't get in, now you on TV being given a nationwide platform. Because about why you didn't get into burgers, you know why? Mm-hmm.
3: Because in a society, in a white supremacist society that prioritizes or that centers and that celebrates whiteness as the default, whiteness is what is great. They will not even entertain you suggesting that the 60 percent of white people there that any white person is undeserving of the spot, but they will jump at you saying it about black people. And ultimately, what you truly care about is unseating somebody, you know what I mean? In your mind, Period.
5: yeah what do you think this is like what do you think this is like first of all in any in any school that you apply to what in-state students are going to get preference Uh, um legacy students are going to get preference there's a certain amount of money allotted for athletes to be able to come and they're going to be on scholarship like there's so many other things that go into that like what do you think this is what do you think what's
1: going on somebody talking about employees uh, uh, legacy kids and donors Seriously? it's like I think that that makes up well more than black population at most of, at most of these D1 universities especially the Ivy League so it's like yeah. if your daddy gave 5 million dollars and your ass got a 2.5 GPA and you have horrible scores really? in the ACT and SAT but it don't matter because daddy gave how many million? Oh you get a yeah. building after you get to get into the school okay yeah. your mama been working here for 40 years you feel what I'm saying? She's she been a, 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 a D student your entire life but you get to get in oh, your library lot. because, hey, your mama, you know what I'm saying, she work over here in the English department. Oh, and you, oh, shit, b- before you was even born, you know what I'm saying, your great-great-granddaddy was already on the, you know what I'm saying, on the dean's list, so you was already wow. on the admissions list before you even was born. So, so when you think about and it, yet, 30%. It's like, wow.
3: And yet. And yet they don't, and I think that goes back to what I've been saying from the jump. Like what this is truly about is what they see in terms of ownership and deservingness and being innately entitled and it belonging to them because they would not see that as them getting something they don't deserve Again, because in their mind, it's mine. It's mine, it's ours, it's for us. You know what I mean? It's not about this merit and all these other things that they come up with, these metric systems when they want to criticize because they don't care about that because I don't know, I can't tell you how many times I've had a white person I go to school with that I outperform in every way, shape, or form suggests that I'm there because of affirmative action and all that. And, you know, and it's like, you think to yourself, how could you think that when they had the staff because they don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, what they're they saying is, care. this is for me. This is for us. This is our country. These are our schools. These are our institutions. This is our law. That's what they make it clear. Just the fact alone that we, black people, yeah, an entire LGBTQ community, everybody right now is getting their rights rolled back because what they're telling us, what they're trying to tell us repeatedly on Wax is this is our shit. Mm-hmm. This is ours. Anything we give you, consider it alone, nigga. And we can <laughs> it
2: Even if it's not even theirs, they're, gonna, they're, they're always going to claim it. It's not their issue. It's not their struggle. It's not none yeah, of it. They will still claim it. Yep. And that's why they can capitalize off of, you see what we're talking about right now? You look at another platform and it's all white. People having yes. the these same talking points, and they will flourish. You will see that more in the algorithms. You'll see that well, they're get they're get paid to literally say exactly what we're saying. They walk yeah. how we move. They will watch and study and by this exactly what we say fourth of it. And, yep, it and without no move. flavor,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. the watered down one sixteenth version of it that doesn't offend them personally.
2: Yeah, but they, yeah, that's <laughs> true too. But they <laughs> will literally say these things and be like, you know, and have these talking points and be like, you know, black people deserve, and then they'll listen to us and be like, this and this and this and this and this and this, and all the white people will be like, we're such true. allies because and we're it, learning and it's this worse from than that. white people.
3: Yeah, it's really ridiculous. And it's, you know what's worse? They'll do you one worse. They'll do you one worse. They'll steal the the, the white liberals or whatever, the white man, whoever. They think yep. they, they'll steal, you know, a handful of the talking points from us and then they'll bring on a coon to the show for the coon to be saying and legitimizing all the anti-blackness and all the coon the And, and, and there? There. So it's
5: Me. Black, but he's Just
3: in. me. Good shiny white black. liberal. Black, so oh, I'm outraged. <laughs> How could you think that about your brother? Very selective. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very selective. <laughs> and they do that on purpose because if we have somebody right. black this is my black friend and my black friend said it because i couldn't say it so and the audience is like that's why i like here here we go that black person he's yes. different yes that black person it's that one black person in the group he's not like the rest and that brings us back um, to Rose
3: racial standing Derek, well right back to yep. it of
4: the- and i and i want to yep. very quickly just like mention the point as this all goes back, because yet again, from the outside looking in, because despite me being born in New York, I, I can't claim nothing over there. Um, and the fact being, you go, back <laughs> to, you go back to John Locke, like I want to draw the line in the sand very much. It's very American core centric. And I mean, like, if you go back to John Locke, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. And let's like, let's like not change it. Let's not um, equivocate with what they actually mean. And yet again, going right back to a black, folks were brought there, rendered from their their actual tribes and brought there. By no means were they citizens. And yet again, like when we talk about like everybody's rights being rolled back, it's being, it's literally, they've told you this, make America great again. And when we were talking (laughs) about, if you go back to the founding fathers, initial um, discourses, blackness was not at the table. It was never supposed to be in the plan. This, the, the, even the exercise of debating it, and this goes back to the Afro-pessimism, can sometimes be an act in in futility. Exactly. Because, like, you're, you're acting as though, like, there's some recourse, some redress, even King somewhat optimistic, to think that you can hold people to a law that never really existed for you
5: i um, foreign. Toni Morrison backs you up in that regard. Toni Morrison said the I same thing. She said that in its essence, racism is a distraction. It requires you to continue to justify your reason for being and continue to argue in circles about what it is like why you are here on this earth and what it is your purpose to do. And that's what Toni Morrison said. It actually backs, backs you up. And, you and I believe that Kimberly down. Crenshaw
1: also backs it as well when we talk about how the uh, 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 Plessy versus Ferguson as well as yeah. the Brown versus Board of Education, how when we're reading that, how the, the, the way that race is coded within the law is one that is always based on racial illiteracy. How when we talk yes. about what Plessy vs. Ferguson, Plessy vs. Ferguson was trying to define yes. what it meant to be black, and we see the courts yes. didn't have the capacity to understand that shit. We see that in the 1950s when the Board of Board Education go, they still did not have the capacity to understand how to define race, and that's what we're getting at. And I feel like that right there set the precedent to make it where it's always going to be a slippery slope and a question of interpretation on how we're able yes. to define race, who gets to be race, and what it means to be black, and who gets to define what it means to be black. And I think that that's always what happens when it comes to Policy and legislation about black people, because you think I'm saying? Yeah. Olay, show me in the Constitution where the word race is there. I I think you racially obsessed Negroes <laughs> just talk about race. There is nowhere <laughs> in the Constitution <laughs> that talks yeah, about is. race. only me a <laughs> 13th, the 14th, the 15th Amendment that talks about race. Hey hey, I bet you 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 can't tell me the Constitution is racist. It doesn't even talk about race.
3: They got my <laughs> fucking nerves. <laughs> Listen, don't get me on that,
4: on that one this has been very black I, I adore yeah. all of you all yes, I, thank
3: I you to... thank you, my Lerno. Oh, honestly <laughs> I feel like we can, we can wrap <laughs> thank you my my learned learned Negroes. well imagine this man still I literally go, say let me wrap it up for him since he leave it, and oh, he's leaving oh baby still... he, he's, he's
2: Caribbean you gotta go you gotta <laughs> announce listen on my time see ya
3: <laughs> the man still does <laughs> something before I can
2: say my... I just can't believe it look I wasn't even shocked I knew he was leaving When he said that. (laughs) 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 Uh,
3: They're not random black it's not random black people from the street on my show. These are black people when they're like that on my show would come together millions of followers, bases, platforms, right? But in his mind, a black celebrity is equivalent to a no one white person. You see what I'm saying? Like that's the same level of importance of worth, right? Like he see that and he still think.